And Jesus makes it clear that lip service is actually no service at all. And no service means no love. The house of our life can only stand strong against the storms of life that will come if our foundations are strong. And what is a strong foundation? Hearing the Word of God and doing the Word of God. Hearing and doing nothing is to not have a foundation. Your life will come crashing down in a spectacular fashion. Hello and welcome to the Love Key Church podcast where we share our church's message of the week. My name is Heinz Winkler and together with my wife, children and our leadership team, we host Love Key Church here in Somerset West, online and on this podcast. It is our mission to help you to encounter God, align with His purposes, reign in life and help others to do the same. We trust that you will find this message empowering, encouraging and inspiring. Please share it with your friends and family and write a review for us. And a huge thank you goes out to those who have already done so. May you be thoroughly blessed as you listen to this message. Amen. Amen. Thank you everybody who's joined us and uh, who's online with us. We really appreciate it if you join us during worship. That's so cool. Um, thank you for being here. We are grateful. We are grateful. All right. We... Um, those who are joining us for the first time, perhaps, wanted to just quickly tell you that we are busy with a series called Foundations, and um, we are we are we've gone through the foundation of repentance, of salvation, uh, faith, and last week we started on lordship and obedience, and we, today we're going to do that as well. We've got a couple left after that: um, baptism with water, the Holy Spirit. We're going to talk about what is spiritual family and local church as a foundation, and we're going to talk about discipleship. And the reason that we are doing this is because we want to get to the place where we know that it our identities are impacted by this. Uh, because if we know if we know um, who we are in Jesus, then everything else or what these foundations are, then everything else is affected by it, our identity, and then that if uh, in in turn, affects our marriages, our families, and parenting, our community, and our purpose. So we have been doing a series on foundations, making sure that that's all in a good place. And you'll see that our main scripture today also speaks about that, and there's an amazing link between those things. And today, we're continuing the message um, about obedience, uh, lordship and obedience, and um, we are going to talk about a thing, uh, the message title is Hear and Do. Okay, so I um, <laughs> have a few things to do at the same time here. Anyway, it's great to be with you. Um, once again, good morning. You, you might find that I'm every now and again a little incoherent. It's because I am... I've tested COVID positive this week and um, I'm not feeling great, but I'm standing here by the grace of God, by the strength of God. And it's, uh, I'm trusting for his supernatural power to flow. And, um, that despite my weakness, that this word will come across. All right. Um, awesome. So many messages. I wish I could get to all of them now, but okay. So we're going to talk about hear and do the importance of obedience. Now, if any of you out there today are parents, 
I'd love for you to give us a hand emoji emoji of a, or a thumbs up emoji to say, yes, I'm a parent. Um, you will know as a parent that you do not only want your child to hear what you say, but you also want your child to do what you say, right? Would you agree with that? I'm sure that's why we say certain things. To our children, we give them instructions, we give them advice, we uh, want to lead them on in a healthy way, we want to see them do well, and we also want to make sure that they know what's right and wrong, so we want to discipline them. And so when we say certain things, we, we don't want them to just hear, we want them to actually also do. Um, because if you love them and you know better, you know better, and their lives may depend on it, right? Sometimes their lives may depend on them listening to us. And this is actually how God feels about each and every one of us. He loves us so much and he has made things in his way. And he wants us not to just hear him, hear his word. He wants us to actually also do his word. Okay. Last week, we saw clearly from the word of God that Jesus is indeed Lord, Christ, and King. And we saw what that means. He has authority over each of our lives. He is the only anointed one to be King of Kings. And he rules and reigns over his domain, his kingdom, of which we as believers are a part. So now we know this. And again, if we proclaim to be Christians, it means we believe that the word of God is truly the word of God and therefore we need to obey the word of God. And that is our focus today. As I said, obedience. What is obedience? Obedience is compliance with an order, a request or law or a submission to another's authority. It implies a willingness to submit. That's important. There needs to be this willingness to submit to the authority. Now, I, I found out that the Hebrew word for obey um, is actually, it's, it's a word shamar. And what's beautiful about this word is it, it encompasses both the words that we have today, hear and do. It means, shamar means to hear, to listen, to give attention to understand and to submit to and to obey. There's only one word in Hebrew for obedience, and it's this word, shama. And the Hebrew word is also generally translated as hear. But what's interesting is that the Hebrew word implies that you will obey as well. So it means to hear, but it implies that you will also do what you've heard. All right. Wouldn't that be great, parents, right? Um, so it's not just our ears picking up sound waves of someone speaking. It's not just our ears hearing God's word. It's actually us understanding and choosing to submit to what we heard and be obedient to that. After last week, we know the truth that Jesus is Lord and we call him that. But is knowing that he is Lord and Calling him that enough? Is it enough? I believe there's also, there needs to be an acceptance of his lordship, a submission to his lordship, and out of that flows an act of obedience to his word or his, these are all the same, his word or his voice or this his sound, amen? And these are these, his scriptures, his commands and his instructions. 
So just to quickly say that again, we need to also accept that he's Lord, submit to his Lordship and act um, and, and act in obedience to his Lordship and his words. Okay, we, you may remember we also talked about how a kingdom is not a democracy, right? There's a king, he decides. We don't get a vote. <laughs> this is, but there is a relationship, right? But in worldly terms, we know that many kingdoms in the past have been dictatorships. And that has happened in the world. But Jesus is not a dictator. He doesn't force his will uh, on us, and, but he is just, he is righteous, and he is fair. But his will doesn't change according to our will or our lack of obedience, right? Instead, we will see and feel the consequence of not being aligned with his will in our lives. The fallout of obedience is what we need to be aware of. What do I mean by that? It means that even though we are not in a dictatorship, that God, God has his system, if we choose to not align with his way, then we will feel the consequences of our own decisions. All right. So what is the key to flowing with Jesus as Lord in his kingdom in obedience? What do you think? Any, any takers? Anyone want to tell us? What is the key to flowing with Jesus as Lord? In other words, partnering with him in his kingdom. It's love. It's love. Maybe some of you will remember why our church is actually called Love Key. It's because the key to salvation, the start of your relationship with God, is the revelation of how much he loves you. He loved us so much that he gave his only son. Amen. Now, if you get that, that is the key to salvation. His love unlocks salvation, unlocks our lives. And then the, to, the key to living the life he has for us, living in the fullness, the abundance of what he has, is to love him back. The key, it's, once again, it's love. And loving him back means keeping his commandments. You hear me say this a lot. John 14 verse 15. Jesus says himself, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. It means that you will, he has given it to us. We keep it. We, we hold it sacred. We hold, we, we, we see that it's important and that it's the way we need to live out, but it's out of love. It's out of relationship. There is a connection between love and obedience. There's a direct link between loving Jesus and following his ways. Someone once said about parenting, listen to this, this is a good quote about parenting. He said that kids don't rebel out of a lack of respect. They rebel because of a lack of relationship. Now that's good advice for a parent. The statement places the onus on us as earthly parents to make sure that we have a good and healthy relationship with our children. And it's good advice. But <clears throat> if we think in terms of God, our heavenly father being our father, and um, we are his, and we are his children. He is perfect and good, right? So if there's rebellion on our side or disobedience, <clears throat> it's not because of a lack of relationship from his side. It's because of a lack of relationship from our side. In another way to put it, uh, a lack of relationship is a lack of love. If there's if there's a lack of relationship, it means there's a lack of love. And what is love? We've talked about this before. It is a complete 
and unconditional sacrifice and service and surrender. It's giving all of who I am. All right, we're going to get back to that and you'll see more of this coming through the scriptures we're going to read together. We're going to look at some scripture now. Uh, We will see what obedience according to Jesus looks like, how the sound of God's voice and commands are proclaimed by all creation and how the link between hearing and doing is loving him. Because when we truly love Jesus, we know his voice. We want to hear what he has to say. And from his word and to us directly in our day-to-day relationship with him, and we want to then, um, we want to hear what he has to say and do what he has to say because we love him that much. All right. Our main scripture that I'm going to read for you and I want you to follow along with is Luke 6, verse 43 to 49. In them he has set a tent for the sun, which comes out like a bridegroom, leaving his chamber, and like a strong man, runs its course with joy. Its its rising is from the end of the heavens, and its circuit to the end of them, and there is nothing hidden from its heat. The law, listen to this, this is now the word of God, the law of God, the commandments of God. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. Another translation says converting the soul. The law of the Lord is perfect in converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. His ways, His commandments, His words It's good for us and we need it. This is what we see from this. And the truth of his word, who he is, and it's been proclaimed by the creation throughout all of the earth. That is such a powerful thing. Now, I'm going to show you something where Paul is actually referring to this beautiful scripture in Romans. The main main sound sound that um, God wants all people to hear. So we're talking about hearing and doing. When he speaks, it makes a sound. Now, the main sound I believe God wants all people to hear is the sound of the gospel of his son, Jesus, and that they will respond to it, that they will not just hear, but also do. They will respond positively to the message of his son. Hear the gospel and say yes to Jesus, and then continue that pattern throughout your life. So the, the, the first time we hear the word of God, and we respond and say yes to Jesus, that should become the pattern of our lives. Not just that salvation, but in our lives continually from that point forward. Hear his word, do his word. Let's read Romans 10 from verse 14. Um, Romans 10 from verse 14 to 21. Okay, It says, How then shall they call on him whom have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. Listen to that. They did not all obey the gospel. They didn't all respond to the gospel. Hear the gospel and respond. Do. 
For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? So then faith, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But I say, have they not heard? Yes, indeed. Now, this is the scripture we read just now. It's from Psalm 19 and it's from verse 4. This is Paul quoting. He says, Their sound has gone out to all the earth and their words to the ends of the world. But I say, did Israel not know? First, Moses says, I will provoke you to jealousy by those who are not a nation. But Isaiah is very bold and says, I was found by those who did not seek me. And I was made manifest to those who did not ask for me. But to Israel, he says, all day long, I have stretched out my hands to a disobedient and a contrary people. Did you notice that one line? Oh, sorry, I already said that. We get that line from Psalm 19.4. Paul is quoting that there is a statement that he, sorry, Paul is quoting this statement in Romans to show how God has spoken to his people throughout the, the millennia, <laughs> through his creation, and, but they have not heard. They have not heard because they haven't responded positively. It's not the sound waves that didn't reach their eardrums, but they neglected to respond positively and do what he says. It comes back to that meaning of Shema, hear and do. It implies hearing and doing the thing which you heard. I'm going to end off with one more um, scripture. That is, there are many other ways that God warns us to stay close and to follow him in obedience. And this one may sound a bit harsh, but just listen to this. Romans 2 verse 4 to 11. Okay, it says, Or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance and long suffering? This is describing the character of God. He's asking them, do you despise the riches of God's goodness, forbearance and long suffering? Not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance. What do we speak about? Second, the second one was repentance. Sorry, the first foundation we spoke about was repentance. The goodness of God leads us to repentance. But in accordance with your hardness of heart, uh, with your hardness and your impenitent heart, you are treasuring up for yourself wrath in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to each one according to his deeds, eternal life to those who patient, con sorry, eternal life to those who by patient continuous <laughs> eternal life to those who by patient continuance in doing good seek for glory honor and immortality remember i talk about who wants to live forever immortality is right here seeking for that but to those who are self-seeking self-seeking and do not obey the truth but obey unrighteousness. Can you see there? We, if we don't obey righteousness, we actually obey something. We obey unrighteousness. Indignation and wrath, tribulation and anguish on every soul of man who does evil. It's equating evil with disobedience. Um, but, oh, it says, of the Jew first and also of the Greek. But, contrasting, this is for those who are following God, being obedient, it says, but glory, honor, and peace to everyone who works what is good, to the Jew first and also to the Greek, for there is no partiality with God. 
It sounds harsh, I know. It sounds works-based, right? But it's, it's not. We, we must understand that the do in hear and do is what they're talking about here. It is not works where we try to please God with our own efforts. It's not works that we are, um, you know, doing to ple- to to uh, according to the law. It's not what they're talking about here. It is responding to the word of God in obedience. That is what this is about. So that responding in works, responding in obedience, that's the works that it's talking about. In other words, we actually need to, and that comes back to the fruit of our life. Is there is the fruit of obedience visible in our lives? Because that is what will be tested on the day of wrath. So works that come from obedience is healthy. This is not talking about works that try to live up to the law in our own strength or to impress God. Recently, I saw this uh, trailer to a movie that uh, there's a bunch of amazing people involved. Uh, and I, and I, I heard this, the, the first part of the clip, Lisa Bevere says this. She says, what the church has done in the past is that the church has declared truth without love. And that comes across harsh. And the world has responded by declaring love without truth. And that is a lie. Many people struggle to reconcile the commands of the Bible with a loving God because of how God was presented to them as children or in a traditional kind of church. And maybe some of you feel the same way that I'm struggling to to bring this whole thing together, you know. Um, So we have to ask ourselves, is God a holy and sovereign God and is his way the only way? Yes. Does he also love each and every one of us and that he wants to see all of us be set free and live in the fullness of what he has for us. Yes, he is sovereign and he is a loving father. Both is true. Because he loves us, he has given us healthy boundaries to live inside of where we will have life and life in abundance. What what do you call it? So let's talk about this. What do you call it when you're using something for an for it's for an unintended purpose. So in other words, something was made for one job and now you're using it for something else. We call that abuse, right? Abuse abuse is the abnormal, this is where it comes from, abuse, abnormal use of something. Now imagine imagine for a moment you create a an amazing invention. You create this awesome thing that does something that you've always wanted something to be able to do, you have this, like you saw a need, you filled the need, right? And you make this thing and you make it with passion and love and it's so amazing and it works beautifully, it works perfectly. And you've got a friend that you love and respect and you just want to bless them with this invention that you made and you bring it to them and you say, listen, this is what it's for, this is how it works, I believe it's going to really make your life a lot easier, enjoy and you are like on cloud nine. It's so amazing. But imagine now that one or two days later, you come back and you see that that invention has been misused. It's been abused. He has, your friend has taken that thing and used it for something else. And now it's broken or it's standing in the corner, gathering dust or whatever it might be. Imagine how that will make you feel. Now, 
That is similar to what I believe God feels when He has created the way of life for us. He has created us in a certain way. He's created His kingdom in a certain way. And imagine now, you know, it's the story of the potter and the clay. The, the clay, it, it would be ridiculous to think that the clay will tell the potter how the clay should be formed, what kind of pot the clay should be. The potter is the one who decides. But that's what we do. We, we sometimes want to say, God, I, I like what you say. That's cool. But I think I have a better idea. <laughs> and what we end up doing, and this is what obedience actually is. Uh, uh, disobedience actually is. Disobedience is us abusing ourselves. It's, it's us choosing not to function in the fullness of what God has for us. When we want to apply ourselves to life according to our own ideas and rules that fall outside of God's intended purposes for us, we are actually abusing ourselves and we're telling God, don't worry, I know better. Another way of understanding this that helps me a lot is I want you to imagine a fish, a fish in water. What happens when you take a fish out of water? It will die very soon, right? Now, what, what is the water to the fish? It is inside, inside the water. He's got oxygen. He's got food. He's got friends probably. Um, but the water is at the same time a boundary, right? Because when he goes outside of that boundary, there's death. But inside the boundary, the healthy boundary, there's life. And this is how God's word works. His commands, his precepts, his instructions. We read those beautiful things in, in Psalm 19. That's why obedience to God is on, that is why obedience to God only makes sense when you're in relationship with Him. And it's also then only that it's possible. When we become new through repentance and salvation, our first foundations, and we receive the Holy Trinity in us, we have access to the supernatural. Remember, the old self dies and the new self comes, the new creation comes alive. We receive the mind of Christ. Our old self dies and we are raised with Christ. Now, this new creation is, we are filled with the Holy Spirit and therefore we have access to supernatural power. And that is what we need to walk out this life of obedience with God. First of all, to be able to hear God, we need to be in relationship with Him, right? But then it doesn't just help to hear, we need to actually also do. So when we listen out of love to our Father in heaven, there's the intentionality that I will do what He says. Amen? And the motivation to be obedient to Him and His Word is love. Plain and simple, we love Him. And remember, Jesus said the two most important commandments are what? And he as Lord Christ and King says the two most important commandments is to love God with all that you have. In other words, why, why would he say that? Because it doesn't leave room for us to worship, for us to obey anything else. If we obey him with all that we are, all our mind, soul, and strength, then that is, that is who we are. We are people who are committed to him. And he, secondly, he said, love your neighbor as yourself. Love other people the way you love yourself. Love God, love people. That is what we are called 
to do. We need to hear that and we need to do that. All right. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to, um, with me, just take a moment to um, reflect and respond. We are going to just take some time to let the Word of God just permeate our hearts and speak to us in this moment. Maybe some of you realize today that you, you don't have this kind of relationship with God and that you maybe even can't hear His voice. You don't, you don't hear Him the way that you think you should or when you hear other people talk about it. And maybe it is, it is this moment, it's, it's time for you to make that decision, to repent and to become saved, to give your life to Jesus. And if that is you, I want, you to, I want to give you that opportunity right now to do that. So as you're sitting there or wherever you may be, I just want you to close your eyes and, and pray after me. We can all do this together as well. <clears throat> Say, Lord Jesus, today I choose to follow you with all that I am. I choose to love you with my whole heart, my whole spirit, my whole mind, and all that I am. Thank you for forgiving me of all my sins. Thank you for washing me clean. I choose to do your will from this day forward. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen and amen. If you just gave your life to Jesus, please let us know in the comments. We'd love to know. Say, I've come home. Or, yes, I gave my life to Jesus. However you want to say it, just tell us about it. We'd love to know and follow up with you. Um, and let's also just take a moment to reflect and respond to these scriptures. Um, maybe some of us realize today that, you know what, many times I have heard, but I didn't do. So let's take a moment where we just repent. And repentance means I realize by the conviction of the Holy Spirit that I have I've missed something. And we say, Lord, I, I'm sorry, I've been disobedient. And you re, re, we turn away from that thing and we turn towards God. So repent from disobedience, repent from hearing but not doing, and, and say, Lord, from this day forward, I choose that I will hear and do whatever you tell me to do. And this applies to the Word of God, the Bible, and it applies to when He speaks to you in your personal quiet time. What is He leading you to do? And to just be intentional out of love for Him that from this day forward, I will always hear and do what you have told me to do. So let's just take a moment. If you feel the Holy Spirit has convicted you in some way today and, and just said, you know what? You remember that time? Remember that time? I was actually busy with something in your life, but because you only heard and didn't do, you missed out. And I, I think God wants to remind us of those things. So let, just take a moment and, and just repeat after me and say, Lord Jesus, today I repent for all those times where I heard you, but I wasn't obedient. I heard your voice, but I didn't do what you said. I repent and I ask that you will forgive me 
that you will wash me clean and make me new. And from today I choose that when you speak, I will hear and I will do. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. All right. Thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate you guys being with us um, from wherever you have come. Um, thank you for the comments. Thank you for the, the positive feedback. We really appreciate it. May God bless you and keep you, make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. We will uh, just keep our... Um, just keep an eye on our social media pages for what we're going to do next week. But there's a very good chance we will do this again uh, next Sunday. Uh, we will keep you in mind. <laughs> we, will, we, will, uh, we will let you know how things are going are to happen. Oh, there's my boy, Leon. Hello. So, hello, everybody. <laughs> All right, guys. We hope you have a wonderful Sunday. Um, God bless you and take care. Till next time. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Love Key Church podcast message of the week. I trust that you had a life-changing encounter with God that will help you to align with His purposes so that you can be one step closer to reigning in life. And may you be inspired to share this with others. Have a great week and remember to listen again next week or you can catch us live online or come visit us in person. May God bless you and keep you. Make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you and your loved ones. God bless you. Bye-bye.